Hello, welcome to another episode of the Sprint Lane Podcast. Paul Cochran with you, Jess Watkins, Freddie Hastings. Morning, guys. Hey, Paul. Hey, Morning, Fred. Jess and Paul. Yeah, another week rolls around. Yeah, we're live, of course, from uh, Tape Court Park, Manangle. Big day of racing. A little bit of an earlier start today. So 12.48's the first race. So Which will have an impact on fantasy. Has an in- impact on fantasy harness racing, absolutely. So that lockout moves to 12.30. So I hope you got your trades done. Not yet, but I have. fingers crossed I'll if have time not, between you've got this a very, and the show. Very <laughs> short window after the show, Jess, to, uh, to get in and, and uh, get involved. Hey, the opener. There's a little bit of the opener has got a little bit of Bathurst from last year. Maybe it needs a freshen up because we've just had another edition. We have indeed. I think yeah. it's um I think it's one of Ricky Ricky Alchin's winners been from last t- year. Might, might have been Tardelli. It's either Tardelli or Soho Rhapsody. There's a little clip of yeah. of it um yeah in the opener of the show. So yeah, maybe it's time for a freshen up. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Excellent idea. Because we had another. We'll get our big production team, our big production crew that we have that works on the sprint lane, and our researchers to delve into the archives to get some new material. We yeah. had another sensational episode of the Gold Crown Carnival, oh, didn't we, Fred? You and I were very fortunate to be there, uh, just tuning in from home. Uh, it was a wonderful night of racing. It really was. And, and credit has to be given to the, the track team out there because that rain and that storm we got oh, about yeah. an hour and a half before the first, the rain, the volume of water that fell on that track. Uh, it was akin, and, and Jess, you weren't at Bathurst, but you were here on Chariots Night. The, the veracity of the storm yeah. and the lightning and the and the torrential rain, it was almost akin to that night. That uh, one the, last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, it wasn't was it? incredible. And yet, they inspected the track, they tested the gate, the stewards were happy, and uh, the, the rest is history. We ran 10 races, and by gee, it was exciting. It was racing. brilliant, yeah. Got a bit fresh there, I must admit. I was, I was sitting there hosting the Sky Racing Active coverage with Amanda Rando, and Tell you what, I didn't, city I didn't, slickers. Yeah. I didn't pack for Bathurst in March. <laughs> the video that you posted up on Twitter, I thought, oh, they have to be in doubt here. Will well, they be able to get through the meeting? And then, lo well, and behold, the rain, they but did. It but was the lightning, Jess. Like it, that was, um, you know, that was thunderbolts and lightning. Very, very frightening. <laughs> Mama <laughs> Mia, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Um, yeah, that that's as good as I've seen. You know, from a from an electrical storm up above us, mm. that was, and we were where we were set up to do the sky racing active coverage was in a a tent or a marquee, sort of in between the the parade ring and the clubhouse, and you know you're set up with all the bells and whistles for a broadcast with all the electrical gear and that. And a few of us said, uh, "See you later. <laughs> we're not sitting yeah, here while this lightning is uh, lightning is is hanging around." But yeah, it was a great night of racing, and you're right, Fred. Well done to the the track staff, but. But well done to those who had the foresight of building a track that can withstand that sort of stuff, you know, when it, when it was put together. Because, you know, but by the end of the night, like, well, actually, almost immediately, they were racing slick times. Yep. Uh, it was fair racing. Um, there was a, a line of thinking initially that you needed to be out wide, but then yeah. that was... that, that uh, myth was dispelled with a few, uh, you know, front running wins and uh, and 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 sprint lane wins like Bainbridge yeah. got up right up on the inside, for example, and and a few others uh, early on in the piece. So track, nothing wrong with it. Take a bow, uh, the team there, uh, Jason and the team, and uh, who who prepared the track. Uh, it was a ripper. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. It's Amanda Turnbull. Amanda, congratulations. You're on the line. Thank you. <laughs> yep. How's it feel? That was very exciting. Yeah, yeah, how's it feel? I mean, you've had a couple of days to sort of let that sink in now, but I, like I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago um, because you're going to represent 
New South Wales at the Australian Female Drivers Championship. And, and I, one of the questions I asked you, you know, that, that they wanted to ask every driver was, what's your most memorable win? And you, and you talked about a very recent one, which was Windy Hill Tara winning the Oaks here only a few weeks ago. Um, it must mean, and we reflected on this in the coverage the other night, that doing, winning a Group 1 on your home track that you just master week in, week out must be so special to you. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, yeah, very special win. And, um, yeah, it's good for, for those owners too because they're, they're being really good owners to us. So it's special to, to reward them as well. Now, you said in the, your interview with BK on track straight away, you couldn't believe that, that Nathan gave up the drive, Nathan Jack gave up the drive on that, that he must have rocks in his head. <laughs> <laughs> Given how well the horse went, I reckon you might be onto something there. Yeah, that's it. Um, I drove him in track work for the week and he, he said, you're going to drive him. I was like, no way. <laughs> Too much pressure. But, um, yeah, he, he stuck to his word. And he, he put me on late and... Um, yeah, he just he just had a theory and um, stuck to it, and yeah, it worked out. It must have been really special to get that Group One win in front of your home crowd, Amanda. What were the roars of the crowd like as you headed up the straight to the winning post? Yeah, um, I actually sort of it was driving him out pretty hard, so I sort of didn't concentrate as much on the crowd as you can. But um, you can definitely still hear him, and um, when you're coming back in, they they get excited too. So that it's a big thrill. The damn uh, Queen of Pop, a, a horse, uh, and, and Amanda, we you know, we spoke on Sunday after the, the Crown uh, meeting, but uh, Queen of Pop, uh, the, the mayor, the dam of uh, Chart Topper, you actually drove in races, and, and you likened a lot of Chart Topper's behavioural aspects to be very similar to uh, his mother. Yeah, that's it, um, especially on looks. Um, they're big, solid horses, and um, look more like thoroughbreds and standardbreds and beautiful horses there to do anything with, so yeah, she's bred that on, thank God, and um, yeah, Just Hope was one and this sells another, so she's been a good man to us. And he's still learning the caper, it's it's pretty evident, but uh, he's off to a flying start. Um, how much improvement in terms of maturity and growth do you see in this horse? Yeah, like on his track work, he, he is really good, and then sort of, we thought at the races, he sort of just didn't feel quite as good, so I think he's still got to just learn to take take that to the to the racetrack but then on on Saturday night he was real professional and um just relaxed when I wanted him to and took off when I wanted to so yeah he's just got to learn. Interesting you asked about the crowd Jess um from where I was sitting and obviously we were slightly back from the track Freddie had a better view of the track from where I was we could see it on a screen but what we could hear was the noise went up a notch with a local winner. You know, and, and I think some of the crowd was probably diluted a little bit by that weather pattern that we talked about at the top there, Fred. You know, it's hard to be motivated to take a family to the races when there's so much lightning and heavy rain yeah. like that. But, you know, it was a healthy crowd and it grew as the closer we got to the big race. The noise certainly went up a notch when Amanda won that race. Like, and Amanda, it, it, it's been a few days now. Like, if we, and I asked you about Windy Hill Tara winning the Oaks now. Now a Group One winner on on your home track. Have you? How do you compare the two? When it has potentially this one superseded it in in your estimations of the the great wins in your career? Um, yeah, this one probably had more pressure on just because he had the good draw and um, and sort of was in the market where Windhill Tara um, was just a bit of an underdog and and come out and and won and and it was good that Dad was there as well. So yeah, they've both been very special wins. So can't really compare them.
It was almost a very, very rare double, Amanda, because you were beaten uh, a slender margin, about a, a half length in the uh, in the tiara final. You've already won a tiara, of course, but you were looking to, you know, potentially the tiara crown double. Now, Rick Altran was in the box seat to do that after the tiara, but uh, uh, quite incredible that, that, you know, you were so close to the rarest of doubles at Bathurst. Uh, again, uh, was there any notion did you ever consider handing up when you found a, a pretty soft lead with uh, with chart topper um well yeah he's probably is a bit better with us hit but then um when the main days is all due out the back so mm. oh, we're better off just trying to hold the front and, and keep them keep them behind us yeah it, it sort of it crossed our mind but we did just um yeah we just didn't know and then when he did get the soft lead then probably worked out more in his favour to hold the front anyway. So That money quarter was probably that 31-1 second split. The pressure came initially from Rick around the outside, but then uh, he sort of backed away and you were able to get a 31-1. You think that was probably the telling factor in that race? You were able to pinch a cheapie? He had his head down on his chest and, and looked at um, the cameraman even after the bell. So he just was um, just chilled out and... Um, yeah, and then he, he travelled really good down the back straight and around the turn. So, yeah, that breather definitely helped. Amanda, do you did you go into that race thinking I've got a le- a really legitimate show at winning this race? Because I know a lot of talk was around Timmy Richter. A lot of talk was around Ricky, and and probably that talk even went up a notch after he won the um, you know, won the previous race, and that double was on the line. Um, did you go in thinking oh, I've got a red hot crack at, at winning this race? Um, yeah, just just with the draw and. Um and where the other ones drew, like it was going to always be hard for them. Where um, I was lucky enough to get the run that I needed, and and um, yeah, so going into it, I was pretty confident with him, like the horse himself, just yeah. just needed the luck. Isn't that interesting, Fred? That you know, we, all the talk was around Ricky just missing the double. But Amanda got close. She got the, close. She got close. Uh, Amanda the got than Ricky did. real close. Yeah. Amanda got within half a length of actually pulling off the the, the rear yeah, double, yeah. and and you know another who knows another few strides in the in the Phillies race, and 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 uh, I believe uh, may well have produced that for Amanda. Yeah. But I think I, I I'm pretty sure, and I don't really want to put words in Amanda's mouth, but I think she'll gladly take the crown anyway, yeah. uh, and not be so bothered by the fact that uh, she she missed out in the previous race because it's it's a pretty rare feat to win a gold crown. And we talked about it last week. You know, people that go to the sales, their aspirations of being able to even get a, a, a two-year-old or get a yearling to get transition to the races, let alone yeah. qualify for a, a Group One race. So. Lots of hopes and dreams. Some were realised on on Saturday. Some weren't. But Amanda's definitely was with the win with uh, with Chart Topper for the people she just mentioned at the top of the the, the interview. The, the Clues family, great supporters along the way. Amanda. Yeah, that's it. They um they've been with us for a long time and um spend a lot of money. So yeah, it's good to reward people like that that really enjoy it and um yeah, happy to come along. I think you should get a gold crown. If you win it, you should actually get a gold crown as the driver. And Amanda should be, she should be talking to us right now with a gold crown on her head. I'm not actually, we can't see you, so you probably are, eh? You probably I think I did see some a few balloon crown on. crowns on kids in photos. Yeah, they were, so. people were making yeah. gold crowns. Hey, I'll tell you what, yeah. if you think there's glamour in winning a group one, so a little um, straight after the race meet, so because of that delay, we were, we were quite late, weren't we, Fred? And, uh, yeah. and it was sort of just after midnight, I went in for a quiet lemonade and... 
And Amanda, there's your brother, Josh, and, and uh, he'd had one, one more lemonade than me, I think, by the time I got in there. <laughs> and, um, and Nathan came in and obviously is the trainer of the horse. And I said, well, where's Amanda? And they said, oh, she, she'll be back. She'll be looking after the horses and getting them all. So if you think there's glamour in celebrating a group one... And then you spoke to Amanda the next day pretty early in the piece, yeah, Fred. Yeah. So we got Amanda up nice and early. Straight back to so. the grindstone for you people, A eh, Turnbull? Yeah, that's it. Um, I actually went back in and missed lockout, so I had to talk my way into the pub. But <laughs> Just say, don't um, you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> I ah, actually told him the truth and said I've been, um, been putting the horses away and they... They believed me and let me in, thank God. Oh, that's brilliant. I think, <laughs> well I think you deserve that one. So, um, hey, well done. I, I think you, you, know, you really really deserved a moment to sit back and, and, and absorb the, you know, the, the accolades that go with winning a gold crown because it is one of the premier events on our calendar. You know, you described it last week, Fred, as it's like our golden slipper. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, isn't it really, isn't it? You know, it's, it's for the, the gun two-year-olds in this the country. And you season, beat, yeah, yeah. And you beat some rock stars on the track there that night, Amanda, on Saturday night. So uh, congratulations. We're really happy for you. Thank you. All Thanks right. Good on you. Cheers. Thanks, Amanda. Hey, guys, it was a, it was a cracking night of racing. It, it, you know, we saw, we, we talked about Ricky, Ricky Alchin. Um, that drive on Lux Turner to win the Gold Tiara was A+, plus if we were marking it. He, he won my drive of the night. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, he, he won. They, they, uh, for those that mightn't be familiar, uh, Bathurst put on a race caller choose drive of the night, and they, I think the, the said driver picks up a voucher for uh, a meal or something. Uh, anyway, um, yep. it's something that they've done for years and years and years. And it, for me, I was in no doubt. It, it was Rick's drive on Luxa Turner. Drew That's inside second yep. row, yep. got to the outside, saw there was no speed, whipped around, took them on, Got the lead and then and then had to get very vigorous up the straight to get a very very good filly yeah. home. He she, had to do it, didn't he? She is she is potentially and you, you can't go too silly when they're two year olds that only start number four. But she has got so much potential, Luxa Turner. I really really see her transitioning. You know, uh, you know, into her next age group. You know, I know she's still got plenty of racing as a two year old, but I think she's just going to get better and better and stronger and stronger and Rick's such a good manager of these young horses. Mm. We he had him on the show last week and we Jess him and he said, look, I know I've got a good horse, but the, but yeah, the draw's not kind. I'm going to have to be a bit cute here. And he, you know, and he, it was his aggressiveness and the tactics that I think um, allowed him to be in a position to win the race. I mean, he's got to have the, the horse underneath him to do it but it was the tactics initially. So it wasn't just horse that won the race. It was driver intent and driver skill on that one, wasn't it? Without a doubt. He took luck out of the equation Mm. there, didn't he? He really injected her into the race. And it was a tough drive that paid off. But like you said, Fred, she is an absolutely classy (laughs) filly. And Ricky and his team, they're so good at managing juveniles that I have no doubt she's going to go on to much bigger things throughout the season. I think we said last week it'll need some Rick Alchin magic. She yeah, got that, yeah, and she did the rest. Like as I said, I don't want to underestimate and, and take away from her, um, Luxa Turner, uh, but gee, the drive was special. Yeah, well, so was the drive on, I believe, from Amanda uh, to run second. But uh, well done, Michael Formosa, too. You know, to qualify, qualify a horse that's come out of Newcastle, do those those long miles that he put in, and, and to to finish third in a Group One with Forever Skyfall. Uh, really well done to Michael Formosa, and just. Harking quickly back to the crown, Greg Fleming, who trains uh, Moreland Boy, third at 150 to one. Yeah. It absolutely Rocked stormed home. home. It, it charged home yeah. at 150 to one. Um, look, 
Greg uh, doesn't have a, a lot of uh, horses at all. Um, he's uh, managed to, uh, to uh, his career stats show he's got an 11% win rate. I don't know how many horses Greg has in work at the moment, but by jingos, Moreland boy, he's going to have some fun with that. Yeah, well, and two Turnbulls in the in the trifecta. Yeah, you know, in the biggest race on their calendar. Yeah, just made just sense. Just another Bathurst meeting. <laughs> well, speaking of, you know, the second Turnbull was Nathan, so he was on Moreland boy. Oh, he had a tomato sauce odds go around in the uh, in the chalice. Um, it better be the best, and he wasn't on good behaviour initially for him. No. Oh, geez, I felt for him. It was, it, it was deja vu of what happened out here challenge. in the Breeders' Challenge Nathan final. Um, Nathan had to really burn some tickets early to get the horse in a position to be able to challenge for the race and then obviously didn't, didn't have the energy left when it mattered most. Yeah, that's right. Disappointing for Nathan. And he was gutted. All, he was uh, gutted. And understandably so, but like we said, we've seen him do it before in that main series. He'll bounce back. He'll still be in those big um, races come yeah. further on in the season, but taking nothing away from the winner there, he was ultra impressive. And mm. well done to James Rattray. I heard him say that he had to take him down to Goulburn to really just get him accustomised to racing yeah. and mm. it's paid dividends for him. It really matured this horse, Bainbridge. He's, he's, he's got a bit of X factor about him and what about uh, Abby Sanderson, uh, Catalpa Rescue yeah. for Shane? It ran a really good race, uh, and, and Abby, uh, uh, she drove, of course, uh, in the Derby uh, here at Group 1, so she, she's starting to get a few little group drives on the back of Catalpa Rescue's good form, and she picked up the second check so well done, and Wayne Dimack, who had a winner yesterday at Bankstown. Wayne uh, ran third with his very good horse, naturally gifted, and as Paul said, better be the best. This wasn't to be. Oh, yeah, that, it's a horse that means so much to mm. Nathan and the whole family, and you just feel like he would have just been going, mate, what are you doing to me? Yeah. And then he tried his best to make amends quickly, and he had to think on the fly. Obviously, he's got, what, a minute 50 or so to yeah. try and resurrect a campaign. Yeah, I just felt for him. Um, but the good thing is that that's a horse, and that's a, a stable that's shown that they can quickly turn those things around. So... You know, that's racing, isn't it? They know the highs, they know the lows, yeah. and they know the highs again. Yeah. And again, they'll know the lows. That's just racing. We all go through it in, in racing. We go through it in life. But uh, no, Nathan will have that horse back. Yep. And uh, it, was, it was just a shame because I guess akin to what we just discussed with Amanda about her feelings of winning a group one on a home track, it would have been equally as... Yeah, important yeah. for Nathan to have achieved yeah. that. Yeah, you get that but sense, don't especially you? Especially given that that horse was purchased out of the gold crown. I, yearly yeah, sale yeah. just had all the fairy tale behind it. And I think that amplified the disappointment yes. that he couldn't, you know, we've seen this horse go and deliver on here at headquarters, which obviously means so much to them to be able to do it here, but to be able to do it in your backyard, you get one go at it. I should correct myself. I said chance to win a group one. Of course, the chalice was a group yep. two this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of Group 2s, the gold bracelet, mate. How good was that stash? Major Delight versus Jewel Melody. But, oh, Major Jeez. Delight. She probably just said almost that heat performance, which had a lot of merit to it. Mm -hmm. She got beaten by a very good performance by Windy Hill Tara and Amanda Turnbull on the day. It probably punters who were believers probably said, thank you very much. I'll just take the extra value that comes with We uh, said it last week. $2.40. Yeah. We said yeah. it last week. You can't write. She was got hit late because it was 280 with yeah. about a minute to yeah. go. Obviously got, obviously got hit late you know, by the punters. But oh, she's, um, yeah, she's outstanding. And that, that battle with Jewel Melody, like that would have been another grandstand moment if Bernie 
had it been mm. able to get dual melody across the line, wouldn't it? Yeah, of course, Bernie being a local there. But on Major Delight, I know that Amanda Rando had said in the Sky Active coverage that I think her mum had gone on to win the bracelet as well. So emulating her dam there, which oh, is a very special she achievement. She was a great the, mare, wasn't she? Yeah, wasn't she? Well, I think we kept running Oaks, second yeah, to her. You, you I kept think bumping into we managed to beat her once, um, but taking nothing away from the winner there. Were you in the Yokes final against her here? No, I think Breeders' Challenge and Breeders Size Stakes back right. then. We, I think we might have beaten her in one Breeders' Challenge yeah, yeah, heat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you if you look at it, we had a local in Amanda win the gold crown. We had uh, Amanda come second in, uh, in the gold tiara. We had better be the best fourth, which has got a lot of merit to it in, in itself, uh, in the gold chalice. And Bernie almost won the gold bracelet. It was a, a great night and almost an amazing night for local stables on the biggest night of Bathurst. Um, program so well done to the club well done to everyone involved in getting that race meeting up and going as we said at the top the weather was just like almost like a sense of inevitability that we got hit with a weather pattern on a big race night particularly when we had sky racing active coverage going around it seems to happen a lot uh so well done to everyone but well done to the club on not just that night but they had a lot of racing commitments over a period of time you know three nights of qualifying to have their race schedule going, that's a big commitment. Mm. You know, I could see some some weary eyes of Marianne Donnelly and and Danny Dwyer and other people in and around the club who rolled their sleeves up and worked tirelessly. So well done to the club and everyone who got involved. We've just had the lights go out on us here, <laughs> Jess. <laughs> Fortunately, we've got our studio lights, but yeah, we've all. We've you're on the live stream, you've seen that. That's that's what's happened. Um, so, hey, the, the Bathurst Mayor Cup, we'll just quickly reflect on that. Sicario was outstanding. Gee, um, I thought Cam had left it a little too late there, Freddie. Yeah, no, he, he, I'm not going to challenge Cam and question his uh, driving prowess. He, he knew exactly what he was doing and he knew exactly where the finish line was. That's three in a row for this horse. And, geez, how do you beat the, the Grimson Hart? combination oh, yeah. at the moment like i think the last two metro meetings here they're vanex to treble on on both nights they won that feature and that's a good horses race paul that that yeah. race smooth satin the mighty smooth satin won that race four times yeah the bathurst mayor's yeah. cup so it's not a a race for walkers um and and sicario beat a pretty handy field absolutely well we talk about local success bernie hewitt was second in that and izzy ross with old luke uh it was so gallant thought thought that that might have been one of those fairy tale results for, for Isabel there um, with old Luke getting the cash. You know, yeah, look, looked on the cards there, didn't it? So, yeah, she's getting well better, she's getting so much confidence at the moment, Isabel. She really is going to be a driver to watch and a must in fantasy harness racing. Yep, absolutely. All right, so uh, that Grimson Hart combination that you mentioned, uh, treble at Menangle on Friday night. Firefox went one fifty point five, which was just low flying. Beat Spirit of St Louis and. Jimmy Locke, we finally got the Jimmy Locke driver, Jimmy Locke thing that we have pushed so hard for and campaigned for on this, uh, on this podcast. Unfortunately, I um, was at the back of the field in that one. Jimmy Locke, the horse, was named after Jimmy Locke, the driver's grandfather, who right. was also James Locke. And the, the story goes, it's been related to me, is that uh, champion uh, trainer driver uh, David Aiken was best mates or really close mates with James Locke Sr., the, yeah. the, the grandfather, and named the horse Jimmy Locke after him. Wow. wow. 
And there's cool. the synergy there with and, and uh, Matt Lapard, who uh, who um, I think is doing really well in fantasy harness racing. I saw. Yes. Uh, Matt's yes. a part owner of Jimmy Lock or uh, Jimmy Lock the horse, and uh, he actually texted me last Tuesday to say, "Guess what? We've made it happen." Yeah. James Lock, Jimmy's going to. So great, great story Excellent. in itself. The power of the sprint lane, hey? There We've managed go. to make yeah. it happen. For the people, well, well done, with guys. With the people, for the people. <laughs> well done, guys. Well, uh, look, James Lock had a pretty good week. Regardless, uh, he w- he won with Mike Cortell for Stephen Lee uh, at an angle on that card so now is that his first metro winner that's what we've mm. been saying isn't that's it? correct first it was yes. his first metropolitan driving yes. win and very special i know his mum Kristen. i don't think there was anyone more excited or proud on course on saturday brilliant. night so that yep. was awesome to see brilliant so he did that um jungle yeah so that was what uh he won the first at Menangle here last tuesday with correct. jungle eyes as well for stephen lee as well so good little combination that's that's been formed there jimmy douglas he had a double at Menangle on tuesday won one yesterday at bankstown you two were both there Yep, yep, both out on course. Fred yeah. was calling. Yeah, Jimmy's many, having a great run at the moment. Yeah, not yeah. many meetings he drives at, Jess, where you don't see Jay Douglas in the winner's stall. That's right, and a double here last Tuesday. And I thought Kenny said really knuckled down to the task at hand and was yep. very impressive. You had one uh, going around, Jess. Still yeah. still coming? Still coming, still coming. Highs and lows, we talk That's about exactly it all the time. exactly right. Yeah, all right. Um, speaking of Jimmy, he had a winner at Bathurst on Wednesday too, so he's... Uh, He's been everywhere, man, and he, and he's done well. Dougie Hewitt, treble at Bathurst on Wednesday. Travis. Well done to those guys. Matty Rue, double at Young on Friday. Double for Brad Elder at Newcastle on Friday. Now, Tommy Ison had a treble there on that card. Brad Elder, what a week. He had five winners at Tamworth on Thursday. Pity wasn't. He, I know he's in your fantasy harness he race. Was. He was. No, he was. Well, that's a that's a race card that wasn't part of the game. Imagine if you had him in your team. Five when are we going to get a when Tamworth meeting in there? this week? Inclu- there you there go. There you go. This there week. Get and your I, trades in. And I'll tell you what, guys. But someone who's going to be involved in it is on the line with us. G'day, Gemma Coney. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me on. You got Jess and Fred with you. G'day, Hi, Gemma. Gemma. I've put you in my team already, Gemma, so go oh. your hardest. <laughs> and Gemma, I can tell you, he's not just saying that as lip service. I've seen it. Oh, gosh. Okay, good luck. No pressure, no pressure Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that something you do for all our guests? You put them in your team? Right before they come on the no, show, no, so I, you can, look, you can uh, butter them full up. Full disclosure: I knew Tamworth had. I saw the tweet. I, I saw Tamworth was part of. Plus, there's the so there's two hunters this week, yeah. effectively. So yeah. I knew I had to jiggle around with my hunter team and turf someone out from Metro, and uh, and Gemma made the cut. So uh, again, no pressure, Gemma. <laughs> Go your hardest. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Good on you. <laughs> hey, Gemma, belated happy birthday! You've just had your twenty first. Is that right? Yeah, I did the big twenty-one. Well done! Nice you had a trip nice little, nice little trip over to Bali. I hope you, hope you didn't pack a boogie board. <laughs> No, no, not into that sort of stuff. Just, you know, some cocktails and, yeah, lots of shopping. Nice trip. And you came straight back into some wonderful news. You've uh, been selected to represent New South Wales in the Australian Female Drivers' Championships. How do you feel about that? Yeah, yeah, it was really exciting. I wasn't expecting it. I had missed calls all come through when I landed in Australia. (laughs) No one could contact me. Um, But, yeah, no, it was really great to be selected for that. There's heaps of lady drivers that are going great guns at the moment. So, yeah, I was... It was obviously a hard choice for the um, selectors. Well, I think it's merit. It's merit based and merit uh, based on the performances that you have put together in in uh, over the last twelve months. And you've certainly uh, been having a fantastic run of it, uh, doing so well there on that on the particularly on the Tamworth circuit. But we see you ply your trade right throughout the Hunter. Um, do you have plans to try and 
broaden the horizons in 2023 and we'll see you see you maybe uh, appear here at headquarters at Menangle? Oh, yeah, I'd love to like get around more, and especially even to Newcastle. I don't really get much of an opportunity down there. So, you know, I've got to work my way up. But, um, yeah, I'd love to be getting more drives here and there, not just at Tamworth. So, but, um, yeah, it's a bit hard when, you know, you've got to make it for yourself. But, um, yeah, no, definitely I'd really like to broaden my horizon more. And this Saturday night, you'll make the trip up to Albion Park to represent your state in the Australasian Drivers' Championship or the Australian Drivers' Championship, sorry. How will it feel wearing the New South Wales colours? Yeah, really good. It'll be really exciting to go out there against some of the you know, um, best female drivers in the country and especially alongside Amanda. I saw a little story the other day and had a write-up about me and Amanda and, you know, it had her... Um, all her credits on there and then there was just me and I was like oh wow that's a big you know a really big thing to be going with someone like Amanda. Obviously a, ro- a great role model Gemma but just one thing I want to draw to your attention I know the season's only three months old but you're pretty much your win place ratio at the moment is one in three drives are at least earning checks now in a points based situation such as these championships that you're heading to that's pretty important that you get the best out of each drive regardless of the price. Yeah, for sure. It's obviously a, you need a lot of luck on the night, especially mm. when it's drawn randomly on random horses. But I think I've got everything going for me. I've got um, a few good barriers, and I don't think I actually have one bad barrier. So, um, yeah, hopefully that that um, little bit of success in the last few months can continue on Saturday night. Have you ever driven there before, Gemma? Uh, yeah, I have. Yep. I, drove, I went, drove on Saturday night there and um, a few times before that as well. Right, gotcha. It's a that's an elite field of uh, outstanding female drivers that are going to going to go around in that. Um, you had a look at the field, Gemma, and uh, you must be pretty confident you can take all the take all these interstaters down, hey? <laughs> yeah, no, I've had a look, little look at the fields. I didn't come out till late last night, so I haven't dug too deep into them. But um, yeah, no, I can't see why I can't run a few placings. Hopefully. Hopefully can land a winner, maybe. Now, Tamworth, Freddie's got you in your team. What is it about mm. that Tamworth track that you and Tom Ison and Brad Elder mm. just say, don't even bother turning up everyone else because we dominate here? <laughs> what is it about that track that you got you three in particular just go so well at it? Yeah, I don't know. It's just a lot of luck, I guess. You know, it's my home track. I drive there every week. And, yeah, I'd say that, you know, I... I drive there the best rather than when I go somewhere else and drive, you know, I just feel more confident and, um, yeah, I know, you know, the other drivers around me and that. So I think that's a big thing, just knowing, you know, it's your home track and that and that's probably where you have the advantage. Um, yeah, but, no, we have a lot of luck at Tamworth, especially that I have a lot of support from my dad. So, you know, having all his horses there each week gives me a good go. Gemma, we often talk on this podcast about uh, you know the, the mini trots and the importance and, and, and how it's put so many of our top young drivers in good stead when they transition from the minis to the real McCoy. You had a very distinguished mini trots career yourself. Yeah, for sure. I was so lucky. I had a really good little pony that you know he took me down to Melbourne for the Inter Dominion when it was down there, and um, I got selected to go over to New Zealand for the. Um, kids carts like a rising star series sort of thing and um yeah that was really good like going to another country to drive was just amazing um i don't remember much of it now i was quite young but yeah no it was really good just to be there in another country representing my state so i guess that sort of feeling will be the same on saturday night what does it kind of teach the the young uh, you know horse uh, horse boys and horse girls the, the 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 one the kids coming through what what 
being involved in mini trots, does it teach them that then puts them in good stead when they step up? Is it just the understanding of the, nanim- uh, of the animal? Yeah, I guess it probably just gives you the understanding of the animal and it gives you a sense of sportsmanship and, mm. you know, to make friends within the sport as well. Like, I've got friends now that I've been friends with since mini trots and, you know, I'll be forever friends with them. It was just such a good stepping stone for, yeah, making my way up to the big ones. Uh, and that relationship with your dad, Gemma, it must be kind of cool to, you, you talked about you get good, good drives based on what he's training but it must be really great for your relationship I know he's so proud of you I, I hear from him a bit with your achievements how's the dynamic <laughs> yeah look when it's early in the morning and we're working horses together it might be a different story we'll <laughs> get a little bit tired and cranky but um yeah no once you step out onto the track he, he he's probably my biggest supporter along with my cop you know they're just so he often quite tells me or to my little brother you know you better be as good as your sister so yeah he's my biggest supporter and he's obviously so happy for me and I wouldn't have I wouldn't be where I am without him and you know he does all all the work for me and um obviously has the amount of horses that we do all for me just to you know get the best out of my drives that I can all right, Gemma, well, we wish you the best of luck uh, at Albion Park in the Australian Female Drivers' Championship. Between you and Amanda, I, I reckon we're in pretty good hands in the New South Wales Colours. So um, congratulations on your selection and best of luck uh, at, that, at that event. Do us proud. Thank you. Hopefully I can do the state proud. Good on you, Gemma. Good on you, Gemma. Gemma. All right. Um, yeah, she's a ripper, isn't she? Oh, just awesome. talented. She's a good talker. She presents herself well, conducts herself well, and, uh, and go well on... Thursday as well, Gemma. <laughs> yes, Tamworth, fantasy, then into Saturday for the champion. Absolutely. This is the best day! All right, Jess is... Now, Freddie. <laughs> oh, no. Jess doesn't know that song, but she's going to Rod Stewart, mm-hmm. who is several vintages... <laughs> oh, Several vintages beyond. I think my Boom parents Crash used to listen to. <laughs> she knows Rod Stewart. She, she doesn't know Boom Crash Opera. The and you know who her favourite actor is? <laughs> oh, no, here we go. Her favourite actor, Gene oh, Kelly, or something. Like no, that. the mustachioed uh, man from Magnum PI, Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. You love Tom Selleck. I do. And love you love Tom Rod Selleck. Stewart. Yeah. You're going go. backstage to see Rod. Or? Oh, I wish. Have you been googling? <laughs> You've been Googling yeah. uh, things that old people things like. Things that old people <laughs> like. Freddie, so Paul will know. So you can <laughs> be so on I our way. Just so can banter with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys. Don't have to yeah. your search there engine. Go. <laughs> yeah. What do fossils <laughs> know? <laughs> We're Fred and so I can Fred be on calling the, the dinosaur races back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. What's the best thing you saw this week, Jess? Yeah, during Miracle Mile weekend at the Yearling Sales, I met one of the most passionate and enthusiastic 14 year olds. In harness racing, Ollie Renz. And last Tuesday night at June, his horse, Brent's Hope, trained by his dad, Ross, was able to score. So I'm tipping there wouldn't have been a bigger smile in the Riverina than that of Ollie. So congratulations to Ross and Ollie on a great win. Outstanding. Um, Freddie? Look, I know we had Amanda on the show, but for me, it it was seeing Amanda realise that dream of of winning the Group 1 on her home track. Uh, you know, This is a lady who's heading towards two, uh, 2,400 driving wins, uh, heading towards 1,000 training wins. Uh, she's only in her 30s, early 30s, I might point out, and is has just got the best best years ahead of her. So uh, to see her win that, that Group 1, kind of get the monkey off the back. I know she won a tiara, but let's face it, it's the Gold Crown Carnival. She won the namesake, the Gold Crown, and I was really thrilled for her. Absolutely. 
All right, fancy harness racing. We've touched on it a little bit, um, guys. The, if you if you're on the live stream, twelve thirty is your lockout because we've got a race at twelve forty eight today. Uh, how's your team going, guys? Fred, how's yours going? I, I'm still in the top 100, so it's something. I'm a 97, 97 for me. Um, yep. So I'm, I'm happy with that, and I'm hoping to improve. And like I said, at week three, it's like a Melbourne Cup, this game. So I want to yep. be I'm sort of in striking distance. I'm, I'm, I'm heading past Chiquita Lodge at Flemington now. <laughs> I'm about to come down the side of the track with 600 to go. When I get to the clock tower, I hope I'm in striking, dif- uh, striking distance of, uh, of uh, the boys that are in front. And I've jumped on Fred's back for cover Car and home. I'm ready to Look out, we're, we're making out. our run. Yeah, it's great. I had, um, when I sort of went into the clubhouse at Bathurst after the race, many people were hollering yep. out. Oh, the commissioner and wanted to talk about harness, uh, fantasy harness racing, which is cool. A uh, little housekeeping. Apologies to people who felt uh, a little bit um, aggrieved by what was a technical glitch uh, at the developer's end over the past... Well, it's fixed as of last night, but the scoring system didn't want to play ball with us uh, on Sunday and, and a big chunk of Monday. So uh, apologies. And you would have got an email telling you you got zero points. That's not the case. It's just <laughs> basically that the data wasn't getting pulled correctly. So it's all, it's it's all, all fixed, fixed now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, round 12, it's 25 rounds. So we're pretty much halfway. just about at the halfway stage. Yeah, halfway. So get your trades so, in. But, yep. uh, yeah, 96 I am. I yep. just had a so look. We've got That's good. Obviously, um, obviously a, g- a good week ahead of us. We've got Tamworths in play. Um, mm. Next week we've got Penrith back in play. So it's, there's no good – we're mixing it up a bit here. Yeah. Carnival of Cups meeting. Carnival of Cups so with Renshaw Cup. The so the double points. points. And then obviously we've got Wagga as well with with um, triple points up for grabs on some of those races in the River Arena Championship. So Thorny the variables keep coming at you. Heaven on high, Renshaw Cup. Oh, there yeah? we go. Getting in early. Likely Nom? Possible. Yeah, nice. He ran third in the uh, the Autumn Gift the, uh, the other night and uh, made plenty of ground. Probably got one pair back than Jack would have liked. He, he, Jack... Told me that, but um, horse grinded home okay, ran good times. The, the back end, back half was pretty solid. Back quarter was really quick. So, yeah, hopefully we might get a crack, and with the draw, might get a decent draw with the, the, the grading if he gets a run. But oh, and that's still to be so I'm probably speaking out of school. Um, <laughs> Thorny, <laughs> uh, tell me to shut up. But um, yeah, um, he might go down that path. Yeah. Oh, well, good exciting. luck. We'll be Very there. So yeah, look forward. To, oh, it's a race. I, I used to go as a boy and watch the Renshaw Cup and see some great horses race in the Renshaw Cup. So have a horse uh, in it to have a horse yeah. in it and then be calling it. I guess all the dreams come true. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great, mate. I've got others written here. We've got Albury tonight. Albury tonight. Bathurst Wednesday. Tamworth and Penrith on Thursday. We've got Wagga, Newcastle, and. Parks on Friday. We've got Broken Hill Saturday. Narrowbrise on Sunday because it's carnival time for them. We've got Goulburn on Monday. So lots of racing. Nine races this afternoon at Menangle. Yeah. Good, good card. Nice card, that's for sure. And just want to touch on on Saturday night, another time-wanted classic. We have the Golden Easter Egg. So yeah, no, Fairfield a, race. Correct. Yeah. Originally run at Fairfield. And we here this Saturday night and Jewel Melody set to go around peaceful again. The draws are reversed Area this one time. for Jewel Melody. Yeah. So, yes. yep, Sky Blue as well. We just talked about the Thorn Stable yeah, she there. Went she looks the other day. very impressive the other yeah. day. No, it looks, uh, looks good. So, that yeah, that obviously good racing Saturday night. So, it's a big week of racing and, and good to see some new regional regional communities getting their chance to put on some race meets as well. Like I know Narrabri. Uh, always put on a great race meet. It really galvanises the community and 
brings everyone together. So they've got their Carnival of Cups coming up. So, yeah, that should be fantastic. All right, something to keep an eye out for. What's, what's your, what are we steering us into, Jess? Yeah, back to June E last Tuesday night. Feel good, Ray, from the Jason Turner stable. Thought it hit the line strongly when it could not get a run at all. So I'll be keeping an eye on Feel Good Ray. Okay. How did last week's go? Hasn't gone around yet, so I'm technically still a winner. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Mine, mine from last week or the week before, I've lost track. Went third at Bankstown. Clement Sorrell last yep. night in the last race. Paul, I think there was probably some very impressive wins at Bathurst on Saturday, but none more than Sarah Tesloy. Oh, yeah. Wasn't uh, that good? Galloped. Uh, in the early stages, uh, Chris had to go into the infield. He was able to rejoin, ended up four pegs, got her to the extreme outside, and she came home. She's got a motor, Sarah Tusloy, and she will be winning plenty of races. Keep an eye on her. You may not get the $4 odd or whatever it was that she was the other yeah, night because yeah. I think everyone oh. would have seen the flashing light when she charged home, but she is a very talented She was filly. impressive, wasn't oh, she? super impressive. Hey, and on that, how good is it when... when luck and you need to get in early with some horses and establish a connection well he has established a connection with that horse let's hope that's a journey that chris can go on with sarah to sloy because that's a promising horse and hopefully and chris is such a good driver and you know hopefully that luck has found him he's a good guy chris and he deserves his opportunities and and i was really thrilled for him and you're right Uh, i I learned something really interesting about chris that i didn't know Uh, we had a conversation at penrith recently he, he was a very, very prodigious talent when it came to rugby league. Very talented. And uh, he was coming through uh, the Penrith Junior system and uh, he was earmarked potentially to be the uh, halfback for um, the Harold Matthews team of that right. year, which I think is under 16s, Harold Matthews. Yep. Yeah, Blake, you might have heard of him. He, he goes a bit okay for the rugby league fans called Nathan Cleary got the uh, spot ahead of him. Uh, it was a bit of a two-horse race and, and, and Cleary got... So yeah. we could have lost Chris to rugby league if if, yeah. if not for Nathan Cleary getting ahead of him. But wow. uh, thank goodness we got Chris in our great sport. Yeah, okay. Well... He didn't, he didn't let us know that when he said no, that. Oh, no, well, I, I didn't know. We had a conversation uh, because when I uh, saw him, Penrith were playing behind us. Uh, they were playing, um, who were they playing? Um, Manly, was it? Anyway. Anyway, they played the, the, uh, Penrith on a Thursday night and I was talking to Chris and he, he told me the story. But yeah. he was, he was a very talented footballer, I'm told, and uh, was going to dabble with a bit of A grade when he... Stayed in Queensland for a, a spell up there last year. He was going to make a comeback, and he might even play, he might even play the odd bit of park yeah, footy right. going forward this year. But yeah, he, he was pipped to the post for a representative junior spot by Nathan Cleary. Might get him at the Eels. <laughs> the, well, not going too I well. Could, I'll tell you who need him, the Tigers. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> he drove my horse yesterday, and he's obviously a Penrith fan. I'm a Para fan, and I said, just drive him like King Gutho. But <laughs> <laughs> are they trying to get? Are they trying to get rid of him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, we better not go there. <laughs> maybe we should, like Dougie Hewitt's, a, he played that. Maybe we well, he put together yeah. the team, you know. We have Chris and Dougie Hewitt in the well, half. He captain coach, didn't he, Dougie? And, and, um, and, and I know uh, Ashley Grives, her brother uh, Harry, uh, Harry played, I think, uh, for Penrith. Right. You've got you've got famous harness racing name up in Queensland, uh, the Turpins. Jake yeah. Turpin's hooking for the Roosters. You could yeah. get a rugby league team, no yeah, dramas at all. Squad. Get a squad. You on the wing? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where. Um, where will we put? I'll be the know, water boy. Young Jack Callaghan and Cameron Hart and that. I, I, I well, fear Cameron, for those boys. Cameron's a good footballer too. He's right. another one. He was very talented, a very very good goal kicker. Right. Um, and I and I know this firsthand through talking to, to Cam and, and to his dad Mark. He was a, down in the Riverina, a very very good rugby league player, goal kicker. 
And I remember I had a conversation with him when the Roosters missed a, a vital goal kick to, to um, win a game, and he said, I would have got it. Cam <laughs> said to me, I would have got No really? flies on Cam. And, and Cam <laughs> is one of the most unassuming blokes. He is. Right? But he actually said, I don't know how he missed it. I would have kicked it. <laughs> well, anyone in the life, David Wonson's oh, right well, behind hey. us there too. Well, Another. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah, if you're tuning in, thanks for, thanks for your time on the podcast today. Make sure you tell everyone about us. Uh, let them know that the Sprint Lane exists and you know, let's spread the, spread the good word of harness racing. We will be back on the live show again next week and we will see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.